This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil, simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com. White nationalism and white supremacy are growing all over the world. And yesterday, in the British Parliament, Tan Desi, a member of the Labour Party and a member there in the Parliament, confronted British Prime Minister Boris Johnson right to his face for his history of racism and bigotry and Islamophobia. I'm going to play the clip for you shortly. But did you know that in the United States Congress right now, we have rules that actually ban the very thing that Tandesi said yesterday? It's true. It's against the rules to call the president or even the words of the president or the words of another congressperson. It's against the rules to call them racist. I think we should change that. And here's the thing. This podcast is not just here to change the news. We're here to change the world. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Now, you might not have known this in part because news in the United States, and this is particularly for all of our listeners in the United States, our news talks very, very little about the rest of the world. But white supremacy and white nationalism are on the rise all over the world. It's not just in the United States. They're feeding each other. And the greatest, possibly the greatest evidence of this is the fact that openly racist, openly bigoted men and women are actually being elected to governments everywhere, including the highest office in the land. And this notion that it's better for a bigot to be open with their bigotry and racism instead of hiding it, it's a lie. I understand where it comes from. But open bigotry fuels and grows and empowers more bigotry. When someone knows that they can be openly bigoted, hate crimes rise, hateful policies rise. And listen, I'm not saying that closeted, hidden bigotry doesn't have consequences. Of course it does. But what we are facing right now in the United States and all over the world is uniquely problematic because people now feel safe and fully secure in their bigotry. Yesterday, though, in the British Parliament, Tan Desi, who was the first Sikh member of Parliament to wear a turban, Tan Desi confronted the newly elected Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Boris Johnson. Now, Johnson is not only a lifelong bigot, but he represents a conservative party that is growing in its open bigotry. And I want to play you this brilliant clip of Tan Desi confronting not just Prime Minister Boris Johnson right there in Parliament, just 20 feet away from the man, but confronting the entire party for their open bigotry, Islamophobia and racism. Let me play the clip for you. Mr. Speaker, if I decide to wear a turban or you decide to wear a cross 
or he decides to wear a kippah or a skull cap, or she decides to wear a hijab or a burqa, does that mean that it is open season for right honourable members of this House to make derogatory and divisive remarks about our appearance? For those of us who, from a young age, have had to endure and face up to being called names such as Towelhead or Taliban or coming from Bongo Bongo land, we can appreciate full well the hurt and pain felt by already vulnerable Muslim women when they are described as looking like bank robbers and letterboxes. So, so rather than hide behind sham and whitewash investigations, when will the Prime Minister finally apologise for his derogatory and racist remarks? Racist remarks, Mr Speaker, which have led to a spike in hate crime. And given the increasing prevalence of such incidents within his party, when will the Prime Minister finally order an inquiry into Islamophobia within the Conservative Party, something which he and his Chancellor promised on national television? First off, wow. You know, what a powerful, essential moment not just for Tandesi, but for British Parliament and for all of us all around the world who are anti-racist, who aren't just casually non-racist, but we are confronting racism to its face. And so I applaud Tandesi for his boldness. And you have to understand, Boris Johnson, when he said all of that, is 20 feet in front of him. And, and Boris Johnson is bound to be an absolutely horrible prime minister. He's already gotten off to an awful start in the few days that he's been in office. He is loathed across the country, seen very much like Donald Trump as an absolute joke. And Boris Johnson could never win a general election. It was really passed to him. And uh, their systems of elections for their prime ministers are often very different than ours. But what I want to teach you today is something that you might not have known. What Tan Desi just did right there on the floor of the British Parliament is actually against the rules of the House in the United States Congress. Those rules, now called the Jefferson Manual, which was originally written by Thomas Jefferson all the way back in 1801, those rules govern the rules of speech on the floor of the House. In those rules, they get voted on and updated regularly. Now, let me read to you some of the actual rules. Now, again, the original manual was written all the way back in 1801, but they get updated often. And let me read just some of them to you. Now, what I'm reading to you is literally right there in the manual. This is not my paraphrasing. It's in the book. These are the things that you are not allowed to say. And again, I'm reading directly from the manual. You are not allowed to make references to racial or other discrimination on the part of the president. Such remarks are not in order. As such, remarks may not refer to the president as a racist, as having made racial slurs, as telling a racist lie, You are not allowed to call the president a bigot 
You're not allowed to say that the president has made a bigoted or racist statement. You are not allowed to say the president has taken a bigoted action. You are not allowed to say that the president is a misogynist. And you're not allowed to say the president has run a prejudiced campaign. Not only that, just on this same page, it says you are not allowed to allude to alleged sexual misconduct or label such a person as a sexual predator. You're just not allowed to say these things. So there's a long list of highly relevant, essential statements of fact that you are not allowed to say about the president of the United States. When I first heard that this was actually the case, that it was actually true, that you can not only you are not allowed to say the president is a racist, but you can't even say that he has done something that was specifically deliberately racist or just racist in fact which is, yes, outrageous, but it's also quintessentially American that a set of rules on the fair treatment of people, which were originally written by a man that owned human beings, it is the fundamental hypocrisy of this country that those rules now dictate that you're not even allowed to call the specific actions of the president or even of another member of Congress that you're not allowed to call those things racist is absurd. And it goes to prove the adage that conservatives hate being called racist way more than they actually hate racism itself. And how can we confront the thing which we cannot name? How can we address it if we cannot name it? It's absurd, which brings me to our action step for today. Action, 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 steps, take action, 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 steps. Today, we're going to begin a campaign to simply let our congressmen and women know just how we feel about the ridiculousness of so many of the rules in the Jefferson Manual. And we simply want you to write them and call them and let them know how you feel about it. Now, I don't need you to write and call my congressperson, and and I don't need to write and call your congressperson, here's why. Nobody has more juice with their congressperson than someone living in that district. And all day, every day, it still has some value when you call a congressperson who's not in your district, but it has, I would say, two to three times the value when you call a congressperson and you live in that district. So here's what we're going to do. The first thing is I need you to Google these three words. Google these three words. Find your representative. Find your representative. Now, I'm not speaking to you as if you don't know who your congressperson is, but many of us have congresspeople who are damn near anonymous. And you may not know who they are. And you probably don't have their email address and phone number memorized no matter what. So Google these words, find your representative. And the very first link on the top of the search, and we've done this from every search engine, from laptops and computers, the first link at the very top is the link that you click on. Now, once you're there, it's going to ask you to enter in your zip code. And it's going to take you to a page 
where if in your zip code, like I live in, in New York, I actually have multiple Congress people just for my zip code. It may then ask you to type in your address. It does not save that as a search. So don't worry about anybody having your personal information. If you have to type in your address, please do so so that you're not writing the, the wrong congressperson. And it's then going to take you to a page. And at the bottom left-hand corner of the page, you're going to see a photo of your congressperson. It's going to have a little globe, which will take you to their website. But it's also going to have a little button, which will take you to how you email them. And we want you to do both of those things. We want you to click the email, and we want you to write them directly. Write your congressperson and write them and tell them what you've learned about the Jefferson Manual. You can even reference this podcast. You can even reference the exact words that we say in this podcast and let them know you want those rules changed, that that is outrageous, that you cannot call racism for what it is, even if it's from someone in Congress or the president of the United States. Then click on that globe, go to their website, find their phone number, and call them. As always, as we always say, be warm and respectful because people are way more apt to listen to someone who is warm and kind. And the men and women who answer those phones are hardworking people who are often getting yelled at every single day. But they have to take your message and just let them know that you live in this district. They may ask you for your zip code. Please give it to them. They ask you for the street you live on. They normally won't ask you for your street address, but if they ask you for the street you live on, give it to them gladly. They just want to make sure that you are who you say you are, and then let let them know that you are frustrated, that there are rules governing the floor of the house that say that you cannot call specific words and actions of the president or other members of Congress racist. All right, this will be the beginning of this campaign and after you do so, please email us. Let us know what happens at the breakdown at the northstar.com. The breakdown at the northstar.com. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. We are back. We are not now spending so much time fighting lies and fabrications that are said about me. And I'm sorry that we even had to use any time or energy to do that. We're going to be right back at it now, fighting injustice. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday. We'll be right back here tomorrow, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're just not going to get there without you. Of course, thank you so much to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love you all and appreciate you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, We'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. You can do so now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, and indeed our entire crew for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody.
For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.